The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Rage all you want. Even if you're a San Francisco Giant fan, you still like the Major League Baseball playoffs because they've been that good. I know it was a disappointing end, uh, but hey, it's been an epic uh, playoffs. Great game uh, this evening. And I got to tell you, I think whoever ends up uh, winning uh, the World Series when it's all said and done, they're going to have uh, they're going to have earned it, man. They're going to have earned it. This this is a battle going on. It was a battle of all battles between the Dodgers. And the San Francisco Giants. We're going to move on from that, but it leads us into this new current battle. But uh, the numbers are out right now. It's pretty. This is pretty crazy stuff. Uh, the, we, so we know that they played 24 times this year, right? The, the Dodgers and Giants, 20, 24 times, 12, 12, 12, 12. They actually both had 173 hits. Think about that. They both had 173 hits as well, right? Like it's. As close, as close, as can, close can be. Like, look up the definition of close in the dictionary. I'm, although there is no dictionary anymore, right? I guess type in the word close. Yeah, dictionaries, they don't exist anymore. So, um, you know, we got a battle going on here right now between Houston and uh, Boston. Great baseball game. Houston are starting to pull away a little bit right now. They have runners on first and second in the bottom of the eighth inning with one out. I'm on the Houston Astros, but I'm also on the under eight and a half. So me, ideally, I'd like to see a double play here and then a one, two, three inning and get out of here with a Boston Red Sox win, uh, with a Houston Astro under win, uh, Houston Astros to win a baseball game win, Jose Altuve over one and a half bases win. We've been killing. We've been killing the total base props. Uh, we only played one player tonight, Altuve, and he hit a home run, so obviously went over one and a half. We split the strikeout props tonight. The gridiron, football, not so kind. Not so kind tonight. And we've been on a hell of a roll as of late, but listen, the night's still young, yet we were on the wrong side of a couple of, you know, weird, I can't call it bad beats, let's call it bad plays, bad picks. Bad picks. Bad picks. See, unlike so many people in this world, I'll accept responsibility for it. I'm not going to blame the kid kicker for missing a 48-yard field goal. 
I'm going to blame Dino Babers, the head coach of Syracuse. Listen, Clemson are terrible, man. Like, for the love of God, like Clemson, I, I don't I don't understand how a football team has suddenly gotten as bad as Clemson has when you have the same damn players. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morenzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. We're kicking it. It's the Friday Night Freak Show. We're talking baseball. We're talking football. And uh, I guess that's about it. We're talking baseball and football. What else is there to talk about? Oh, yeah. Besides, I guess we could talk a little NBA basketball as the NBA season is rapidly approaching. And listen, we're going we're gonna to hit the NBA hard, man. I'm just going to have to start to game manage this stuff and figure out, all right, we're going to talk about this and that because we only have 180 minutes a night. Um, and literally, it's the quickest 180 minutes in sports talk radio. But here, we got a bombshell here. This is a bombshell. Uh, from the NBA, although I guess it shouldn't be really all that surprising. Ramona Shelburne reports this is some pretty crazy stuff uh, that Ben Simmons. All right. So we all know uh, about Ben Simmons and his uselessness to uh, basically anybody that pays him or is around him. Um, so Ben Simmons, the accusation is bomb short r- report claims that 76ers Ben Simmons may have faked. COVID-19 exposure to avoid playing in Game 7 of the playoffs last year. Hey, remember the game where he passed up the layup and, and the dunk? Yeah, that one. So this is some pretty, this is some crazy stuff. And this is pretty clear that this is being leaked by by the Philadelphia 76ers because they're, they're done with them. So now this is going to get ugly for you, Ben, because... The Sixers were protecting you, and now somebody inside is not protecting you anymore by leaking this stuff out right now. So basically, the morning of Game 7, massive Game 7, the morning of Game 7, Simmons was held out of the team shoot-around. But because he told the team that he thinks that uh, he was exposed to COVID. And he told the team that um, he was exposed to COVID due to possible exposure to a team masseuse who had returned an inconclusive COVID-19 test. All right, so what's the story here? Well, no story so far. The only problem is, according to multiple sources, many within the team question whether Simmons had actually seen the masseuse or was just trying to get out of playing as he battled the basketball version of the yips. And... Nobody else on the team even saw the masseuse around. Like, Ben Simmons is the only one that supposedly, like, was around. Now, listen, the masseuse hasn't spoken. And I don't know what's going to happen here. But this is what it's getting gotten to. Is TMZ on this yet? What's the, what's the massage therapist saying? But basically knowing, knowing, I don't know, what's the best word I'm looking for here? Douchebag? Uh, knowing what a douchebag that uh, Ben Simmons is, like, does anybody sort of question this? This is the problem, Ben. If you act like you have zero character and integrity, then when stories come out like this, you know what I mean? Jackasses like me with zero character and integrity get to talk about it because we don't believe you. 
I believe Ramona. I believe the story. I think Ben Simmons is diabolical and crazy enough to do something like this. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Night Anger Management Class. It's the Friday Night Free Show. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people who bust them, and everybody else in between. Let's do this thing. Let's bring in Lucky Steve Merrill. WagerTalk.com. WagerTalk TV. Steve, a lot of games to break down. Let's do it. How you doing tonight? Doing well, Gabe. How you doing? You know, I'm doing pretty well, Steve, considering the Los Angeles Dodgers beat the San Francisco Giants. And it really is amazing just how evenly matched those two teams were all year long, Steve. We talked about it all season long uh, during the pennant chase. Uh, But per ESPN stats uh, info, so they played 24 times this year. Of course, they both won 12 games. They both had exactly 173 hits, Steve. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the parody was insane. And obviously a check swing kept the Dodgers from being the division winners and the check swing finishes. I don't want to say it got them the champions. That's an 0-2 count. That guy's probably not getting on with Scherzer. Come on, but, bro. That game was about to be over. Let's get it real. Was. And look, I got no problem. Yeah, that was a vast overreaction. But oh, what a terrible call. It didn't matter. It doesn't bother me for one second. But once again, it's ironic how close, as you said. Um, and once again, they played over 2,500 times throughout history and they never played in a playoff series. Boy, they started it off right. That was probably the most competitive five-game series you will ever see in baseball. Uh, it really, it really was, and it's it's going to be talked about uh, for the next fifty and a hundred years. But the Los Angeles Dodgers still have work to do uh, right now, Steve. And you know the Atlanta Braves. It's amazing to me. That's the beautiful thing about sports, not just baseball, but sports itself. In which you look at the Los Angeles Dodgers, they won one hundred six games in a regular season, and they had to fight for their life to get this far. They had to play in a wild card game against a smoking hot St. Louis Cardinals uh, baseball team. They had to play the best team in baseball uh, in the San Francisco Giants. And now somehow they're going on the road to Atlanta against a team that had a losing record for the first 126 uh, days of the season, Steve. Yeah. Got to love it, huh? And I'll tell you what, it's going to be a competitive series. So it goes to show, it doesn't matter what you do in June, bro. It doesn't matter what you do in July. It matters what you do August, September, October. And how about this? I mean, both the Red Sox and Dodgers are still alive, two wildcard teams. And, boy, we see that every year. You know, wasn't it the Royals when they won yep. it a few years back? They did it. I believe my Nationals definitely did it a couple years ago. In the neck of the woods, even in the, in the basketball. VCU, the play-in teams always go on a run. There's always a play-in team. UCLA? Yeah. That, you know, you're right. The, the, the 11 seeds, one of those play-in teams always makes a sweet 16, if not deeper. Um, so there is something to momentum in current form, um, especially in a sport like baseball, where I think offensive momentum is very important. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty obvious. And, I mean, the Red Sox-Yankees was an even series, but it didn't surprise if either one of those teams made the finals. And, you know, the Red Sox, obviously, in the ALCS. But, obviously, the Dodgers are the overall favorite to win the whole thing. So it would not be a shock to see if they continue. But you had the Braves over my Milwaukee Brewers, and um, – 
my gut is telling me Atlanta might win this series. I don't know. I mean, they had them up 3-1 last year. I know they don't have a Kuna this year, but, you know, they kind of moneyballed it at the trade deadline. Also, the extra rest is huge. Scherzer had to pitch an inning last night. I know that's not a huge deal, but he still pitched an inning. And now it's a one-day turnaround, whereas Morton and Freed are rested. You get them for four, if not five out of seven games. So the Braves have a chance. I think they have a chance, but I'm not concerned about the pitching. Everybody only pitches a couple of innings. Everybody's all hands on deck in every game uh, right now. You can't discount. Listen, the Braves were up three games to one last year. I feel like they're sort of both different teams uh, now, as crazy as it seems, even though it's only been uh, a year. But quite frankly, I just don't see how the Braves can beat this team four times out of seven, Steve. And Yeah, yeah seven makes a difference. That's yeah, a it's exactly. It's not a five-game series, right? right? Like in a one game and a best of three, okay, and a best of five. You get into a best of seven. I just don't think they can beat the Dodgers four out of seven times. They couldn't last year. And what I do find fascinating, though, is the 2-3-2 format. And yep. they, come, they kind of come back. You know, they throw us a curveball here. And just for people tuning in, if you're unaware, the uh, the playoffs and the World Series, 2-3-2. So, you know, first two games will be in, 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 uh, in Atlanta, then three straight in Los Angeles if necessary, and then the last two potentially in Atlanta – which I've always been to the belief, Steve. I think if you're in, if you're playing in a five-game series, you're better off being the road team. And I think if you're in a 2-3-2 format, you're better off being the road team as well. Yeah, I've played with that over the years. I was going to get your opinion on that, so that's interesting to hear your thoughts because um, you can make arguments, I think, both ways on the 2-2, you know, 1-1-1 two, two, versus the 2-3-2. Two, two. Yeah, because uh, if you don't get to game six and say game seven, it ain't no good having that in your back pocket. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly right. And if you split one of the first two, it's a huge edge. You're damn you right. First two, more so when you have three straight at home. Um, let's keep in mind that was the situation last year. Um, you know, as, as Yogi Bear would say, it's deja vu all over again. Uh, the Braves got game one and game two in L.A., so they were feeling pretty good, Gabe. Your theory is even stronger when you win the first two games on the road, you get the next three at home. And the Dodgers still won that series. So it's it's remarkable how last year played out. I think you have to – well, I was say, you have to say the Dodgers are better this year, but they do lose Kershaw and they do lose Bauer, but they gain Scherzer and they gain Trey, Trey Turner. So I, I will call it a wash, maybe a little better. Uh, the Braves lose Acuna, so you can make an argument that the Dodgers are better than the Braves are weaker overall this year. I think the Dodgers are. I think the Dodgers are a better team this year than they were last year, due to the fact, due to the fact that they they don't have the same pressure on them anymore, right? They they made it to the World Series. They lost to the Astros. They make it to the World Series. They lose uh, to the Boston Red Sox. You know they they were one World Series away from basically turning into the Buffalo Bills of baseball almost. You know what I'm saying? So they they win. They win the World Series, and you see it a lot in sports. You see it in golf where a guy, oh, he'll never win a major. He'll never win a major. He's a choker. He's a choker. And then he wins a major, and he racks up like another four or five. They used to call Phil Mickelson a choker, and the guy's won a major at 50 years old. Right? right? I mean, look, Steve, you remember when John Elway used to be called a choker, right? Right, I agree. Like, oh, John Elway, he'll never win a big game. Big choker in the Super Bowl. I don't know. He won two Super Bowls and rode off into the sunset. <laughs> Right, and those Buffalo Bill teams, as you know, I mean, they should have won the first Super Bowl, and then they were just out, man. Those those NFC teams were really strong in the mid-'90s, you know. So I, I do think a lot of times in history things get lost. And, um, yeah, that's a great point, though, about the Dodgers. I mean, they definitely had more pressure last year than this season. Plus, they just came off the biggest series ever in the playoffs, the biggest five-game series ever. It, it's like free money now. You know, they win the wild-card game. They beat the Giants. I guess the only concern is well, that they And they didn't the have trade. Trey Turner or Max Scherzer on their team last year either. Correct. So that's, that, why, that's, almost, that's what yeah, I'm that's saying. Why like, I'm that's I think the they issue. probably are better, and the Braves don't have technically their best player, you know, who was there last year in Acuna. So I, I think it's definitely a different setup here. Do worry a little bit, of Gabe, about the flat spot, though. I mean, maybe in game one especially. I mean, the Braves have been off for a bit. Maybe that kills that momentum, but it's a tough turnaround for the Dodgers on a quick turnaround. I mean, that was an emotional win. Yeah. Yeah, yes and no. 
Uh, I don't buy into it. Uh, you know what I mean, Steve? I really don't. I don't believe in momentum, and I don't believe in that stuff. Like, with with pro teams in the playoffs, when you're playing for a trip to the World Series, there ain't no flat spot. My my concern, I was just surprised about how drunk they got last night. Well, that like, could be a concern for a flat spot then. And it, how about well, but they year? did the same thing, Steve, against the Cardinals? Because I wondered too. I was like, guys, like you know, you're playing the Giants on Friday, but did they lose Game One? If I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, they they did. That, was, that was because of Logan Webb, though. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's it, tough, it, by the way. By the way, the way he throws, think... Gabe, is it just me? He's like 22 or whatever, but he throws sidearm a lot. I just feel like he's an injury waiting to happen. I don't know if you agree. Like something, they say he has great stuff, but it's just, I'm telling you, I'm not wishing on the guy. I like him, but I don't know. We'll see if he's around in five or 10 years. You know, there's something about being great when you're 22 and these guys haven't seen you much. Um, we'll see if he's still dominant in five, 10 years. Well, it's all about winning now. We live in it now, Merrill. And I'll tell you what, so the Dodgers are minus 220. Do you think it's too high? You're saying so. It sounds like you think it could be a long series then. You want to take the Braves plus a game and a half on a series handicap? Plus a game and a half. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's probably the way I'd play it. I mean, look at last year, as I said, they had a 3-1 lead. And don't forget, they lost game seven, four to three in L.A. It's not like, you know, they were really close to winning that. You talk about flat spots, though, and letdowns. I mean, the Braves win games one and two last year. Then the Dodgers go into Atlanta. The Braves are feeling fat and sassy, and they lose fifth. The Dodgers win 15 to three, and then Atlanta comes back and wins Game Four. If you recall, 10 to two. I mean, it was really weird letdowns and flat spots. So I think in Game One it could be a little bit of a dicey spot for the Dodgers. I think they're the better team in every game, and their math is going to tell you that. But if you're just looking at situational handicapping, which we don't do a lot in baseball or the playoffs, you could make an argument Game One's dangerous, you know, in a one-day turnaround. And if that's the case, you would get a little bit of series value maybe with the Braves. You can always hedge, you know, buy back afterwards. And the devil's uh, devil's advocate uh, would step up and say, you know what? Could be a disadvantage to the Braves for being off for so long. I, I don't disagree. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, I said that a couple of minutes ago. I, I think that's a concern as well. But you uh, said you uh, don't uh, believe in momentum. We just talked about these wild card teams and these play in eleven. No, seat. no, 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 no. But day by day <laughs> momentum, day by day, day by day momentum. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah. Look, 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 dude. Dodgers got shut out and shut down by Webb. Next day, they 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 win nine two. You know what I'm saying? Well, Pittsburgh, you know, uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, listen, Pitt, we, we, Pitt, uh, makes baseball really unique, though, for that reason. Yeah, yeah. But even, I'm telling you, I guess it's a sport by sport thing. All right, more of Merrill on the other side. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Grid, then there's listening to Sports Grid. You know you're doing it right when friends ask you about the week's matchups. The wife is happy, and your teenager regards you with quiet awe. Here's your slippers, Dad. Keep listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. Continue. Steve Merrill's getting me fired up uh, here. He's, he's uh, talking about flat spots and you know Braves winning the series maybe and uh, and, <laughs> and everything else in between. Let's do it. Nothing beats uh, playoff baseball. But I want let's let's get into the college football, uh, Steve. 
Because, yep. uh, you know, the season, every game is important right now. That's the beautiful thing about uh, college uh, football. And there's a couple of sneaky teams that are still undefeated that people probably don't realize that people aren't talking about. Uh, but one of the undefeated teams are the Michigan State Spartans. And there's a potential showdown with the Michigan Wolverines awaiting in Ann Arbor uh, down the road here. But can they get past Indiana? I was thinking maybe it's a trap, Steve. But when you look at Indiana, they don't have their star quarterback. They're a pretty beat-up football team. They're just, quite frankly, not as good as they have been in the past couple of years. Seems like a bad spot, quote-unquote, spot for Sparty. But when you actually break down the actual football game, it seems like Sparty's the better team. Yeah, it's funny you bring this game up because I analyzed four games today on our wagertalk.com, wagertalk TV college football show, and uh, had Rob Vino on there. And Joe Ranieri and I were joking because Rob says, I don't know about letdowns. You know, sometimes it's overrated because there's a lot of games this week on the college card, Gabe. You know, the Alabama, Texas A&M, all yeah. these teams you could say are letdown spots. And I, I kind of agree. I use the word flat spot. So it's funny we were just saying flat spot with baseball because I do think there's some games. This is not one of them, by the way. Michigan State's playing with nice momentum. They're playing well all season. But this is interesting because Indiana is coming off the bye week. And you do think sometimes, you know, the bye can be the great problem fixer for teams that are underperforming. And they also have a quarterback switch because uh, the quarterback is out. Tuttle's going to start. And this line has moved several points because of that. My power ratings only favor Michigan State by three. So we are paying a premium at four and a half. But Indiana is one of those teams coming into this season I thought was going to be vastly overrated. You talked about how good the Big Ten is in general. Just keep in mind, a year ago, COVID hit the Big Ten harder probably than any conference. You know, Penn State, Michigan, Wisconsin, all really had down seasons. Um, and Indiana took advantage of that. Um, so, so, yeah, I'm not looking to necessarily play Indiana here. I do think the quarterback switch might actually be an upgrade because the offense has really struggled this season. So maybe this is one of those situations that come out as a surprise. But what we've seen so far this year – uh, Michigan State six and zero straight up five and one against the spread. Indiana one and four against the spread. Uh, it's hard not to take Michigan State. You know, Steve, I thought that the uh, the bye week would recharge and maybe you know give a boost to the to the Clemson offense. Well, yeah. I was wrong. Good point. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they need a year off. Or something. I said that earlier this week, Gabe. It might. Yeah, been I really thought that, Steve. I was like, you know what? Because you know, I, you know, you look. All right, they lost ten three to Georgia. I mean, that doesn't look so bad now, right? Like when you look at the game and you look back in time. Boston College are a decent team. Like, I actually thought, Steve, I didn't think they were going to put 50 on the board, but I was disappointed. I, I expected more coming off a of bye week from that offense. Yeah, and I think you and I talked about it. I know I talked about it on the show this week. It might have been you and I on Tuesday night. We were talking about that's the big uncertainty in that Clemson-Syracuse game on Friday night. You know, would the bye week fix their problems? And here they go out as a 13-and-a-half-point favorite, and they only score 17. They've they've had numerous games this year where they barely or have not scored the point spread itself. That's a You're huge right. red flag. And um, all hands, all bets off until we see a change. Yeah, and you know this is I I haven't been losing with them, and in fact I've been betting against them. But I guess yep. I got too cute for myself, and I thought they'd step up tonight. Well, you're betting. Hey, look, it's like Indiana. Thing, Steve, just for the record, for people who didn't see the game, guys, it was 14-7. Clemson's play calling is terrible. They settle for a field goal. They could have punched it in. Suddenly, you're covering the number, just like that, Steve. You know what I mean? Like exactly right. They, except they don't, and they and then Syracuse hits like a miracle hail mary to the goal line. Like that's that's what happened. But whatever it is, it is what it is. But Steve, I love talking about like flat spot, this bounce back and all this. And I don't know. I buy less and less and less of it as, as you know, as I get older, but at the same point in time, I'm, I always get a kick and I laugh because I'm guilty of it too. We all do it. And I think we handicappers and sports talk show hosts and sports people, Steve, 
we freaking think we're uh, we're psychologists. <laughs> <laughs> we're always analyzing. To, oh, this team's gonna feel that, and they must be thinking this, and they must be thinking that. And we got no damn idea what any of these players or kids are thinking. And if they are, I'm telling you, it's probably about the ass, and it ain't about football. All right, so <laughs> Oklahoma State and Texas, good example. I've, I've read previews, and I've heard people say, well, you know, I don't know how the kids on Texas are going to bounce back after that gut-wrenching loss last week. And I'm sort of thinking, I don't know, that last week feels like a year ago to them probably. And... Texas is going in the right direction. They're a good football team. And I think, you know, it's all that. Yeah, they're going to be depressed until they run out the tunnel and then they put the first touchdown on the board and the crowd's going crazy. But here's one of these sneaky teams coming in here, Steve. Oklahoma State, who I don't think are very good. What's your take on this game? Yeah, just a quick take in general on like letdowns and stuff. The great Dave Malinsky, our friend, you know, used to say the letdown doesn't happen, like you said, when they run through the tunnel. It's it's Monday through Thursday when they're, you know, not as focused at practice or in the film room because yeah. they're feeling fat and happy. So every game, it's a filter. You know, it's a filter that you use when you're handicapping. This is an interesting one to talk about. I actually previewed this in my Top 25 video on Wager Talk TV and gave there are only two games this week in which Top 25 teams are playing each other, and this is one of them. And Texas is 25th in the AP, and they're 27th in the coaches' poll, so it barely qualified. So I actually made it the top 30 video because there's three other games that have top 30 opponents. Hey, uh, so, so, I'll tell you, there's not 25 teams better than them. That's why the polls are garbage. Texas, yes, they really teams. fell. I mean, so yeah, they really fell. And and the reason you can make an argument this could be a flat spot for Texas is because they were still alive theoretically for the national title. You know, that Arkansas loss 40 to 21 wasn't looking as bad. It was early in the season. They beat Oklahoma and run the table. They still had a shot as a one-loss team. Now they know they don't have a shot. But like you said, it was a rebuilding season, new program, you know, new new coaching staff, new players. So I'm not sure they ever really thought they were national title contenders. Now Oklahoma State controls their own destiny at five and zero straight up, and what a joke that is because this is a team that's averaging 25 points a game. They never should have beaten Boise. They got no. screwed. Boise got screwed over in that game. I was watching. How it. about this game? Texas is averaging almost 20 points more and two yards per play more. Than Oklahoma State this season. Now the problem is that their but defense. But Oklahoma State is, are good against the run, right? They got a good defense. Yeah, and they're past too. Their defense has given up almost two yards per play less. So we do have a good defensive dog here against a favorite that might be a little flat. Uh, my power ratings favor Texas by ten. The line is five. So there is value with the Longhorns, but it's kind of a you know buyer beware scenario. God, I've been a hypocrite and I'm contradicting myself. But here is the it. yeah I know. But here is the contradict yourself. <laughs> Momentum. <laughs> no, it's true. It's all different, though. Not that you can't blanket coverage anything with this stuff, but I should. Uh, but I should note, man, talking about the LA Dodgers in a flat spot is different than talking about one of these punk ass college football teams, right? <laughs> and it's a playoff game. You're exactly right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like you said, every sport in every spot is different. Everything is different. Right. You know exactly. But Texas A&M off the win against Alabama. Now that's a different situation. I'll tell you what, though, the more I do this for 25 plus years, as you know, I, I honestly believe I think letdowns happen more after tough losses than big wins. Because yeah. let's put yourself, let's play psychologists again. Let's put ourselves in the A&M locker room. Your season hadn't been going well. You just had your best offensive showing on the year against a good team. Now you're on the road against a team that can't stop anybody in Missouri. Plus Missouri suck, yeah. Right. That's the, and that's another part of the equation we forgot to mention. It's not necessarily the team lets yeah, down. Sometimes, yeah, you can't help it score 40 <laughs> against Missouri. Missouri gave up 62 to Tennessee two weeks ago. Just to Tennessee. That wasn't the total for the game. The total for this A&M game is 59 and a half tomorrow at Missouri. Missouri allowed 62 just two games ago. 
I like the over because if I do think A&M is flat, it's not on the offense. Where it happens once again, I think, is on the defense. You know, a little less tackling, a little less game planning. And Missouri averages 37 points a game. They can score. So I actually really like the over 59 and a half. I've used that on several shows. I use that as a free play tonight on the college football show, actually, at Wager Talk. What were uh, what were some of the other uh, consensus plays uh, this week that you like to go against? What 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 are the public uh, what are the public betting on the most? Yeah, I'll tell you. We'll transition to the NFL because I use it more there. Obviously, the NFL is where I use it more. So we'll look there. Um, I just put that video up tonight on Wager Talk TV, WagerTalk.com. In depth, we'll we'll do a quick hitter here. The three most public sides, uh, the three most public favorites: Chiefs, Rams. Or, or let's say Chiefs at football team, Rams at Giants and Cowboys at Patriots. And then we have for the third time in six weeks, Gabe, we have a public dog, ding, ding, ding. And it's the Chargers at the Ravens. And that's an interesting one because the Ravens are 4-1. and one. They're home. Yeah, I don't get and, that line. I, I don't get line that. Line opened three, and now it's two and a half. So, yes, it's moved a half a point, but that's a 10% difference long run. And, um, yeah, they, you know, I think a part of it, Gabe, is the Lamar Jackson can't play well in big game scenarios starting to become very public. And I don't disagree with it. I'll disagree. Well, how can you say that? He just beat the Chiefs a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, like, come from behind again. And, and well, I'll tell you what. Well, and about didn't the Bills. didn't the they Chiefs, just like well, I don't like what? Well, the Chiefs are interesting game because one of the only other two dogs this year that've been public was Buffalo last Sunday, and the week before that, the Chiefs over the um, Eagles. Yeah, but Lamar Jackson's having an MVP caliber year this year. Like, I know. I don't I, like. That's, like I said, he's finding a way to fumble, though, which is a concern. But I think he's a very good quarterback, so don't get me wrong on that. But the Chiefs are really interesting. The Chiefs have only covered one point spread in the last 15 games. And the public was on them two weeks ago, played against them last week, and now they're back on them again this week. It's the most bizarre love affair I've ever seen with a team. And um, it'll be interesting to see how that Redskin game turns out because it's gone from 6.5 back to 7 this evening and heading into the weekend. Yeah, that's a strange game. It's you know listen you saw that Kansas City was able to beat the uh, the Eagles and sort of similar subpar football team in the same division you know what I mean right same same uh, same situation and and I tell you what Washington they're a train wreck dude like just Snyder's got to send the te- sell the team there there's a new story they're gonna get brought down in this email stuff now too like it's just there's no shaking anything with this franchise. Like it just isn't. It's it's, it's it, just toxic. I mean, the whole yeah, franchise since he's like, taken over. He's got to go. They got to start all over again, bro. Like you got to. You. It's like, what are they going to do? Fire this? Investigate that? I mean, it's it's ugly. Like those emails. There's more of them coming. I think it's going to be a new big story in the New York Times this weekend and stuff. And it's been leaking over the last couple of days. But uh, nevertheless, Steve Merrill, wager talk, wagertalk.com, uh, wagertalk.tv. Uh, Lucky Steve. Steve, always a pleasure. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be here. Made it with us be yours. Thanks, Steve. The late night anger management class continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all 
at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just plain sucked. Well, I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Late night anger management class. This is Portridge. Thanks to Steve Merrill for joining us. We have San Diego State and San Jose State going on right now. I'm kicking myself for not betting the under of this football game. I thought it was a little light, but dear God. Like, there's there's more runs. That, like, uh, there's the same amount of runs in a baseball game. Uh, there is the football game. 6-3, Aztecs. We're on the Aztecs minus the points. Uh, laid, uh, I actually have an alternate line at 7, but it doesn't really matter because it's only 6-3 right now. But I still think the Aztecs will grind this out. They're going to do their thing. They're going to grind this thing out. It won't be pretty. But in the end, they'll end up covering. But at some point, I don't know. It's such a low number right now, but let's just jump in. Dear God. All right, we're doing it. We're doing it. This is pretty crazy. I don't know if I've taken an in-game number this this low. Every I swear to God, I've tried to click. It's been a couple of times where I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this. And then they, they lock, they freeze me. I, you know, I don't know about Google and Apple and the government and everything, but I swear to God, I think sportsbooks spy on me. I think sportsbooks are spying on me. It's like they read my mind. It's like, I swear to God, sometimes I'm sitting in front of the computer and I'm thinking, you know what? I think I'm going to try to bet this and mix this. And then, like, they'll freeze it. But sometimes it's, like, four in the morning and stuff. It's like, what do you guys, like, telepathically know what I'm about to do here? What the hell, what, what the hell are you guys doing? And, like, they, they repost it after, but they freeze it. It just messes with you, man. All right, so I wanted to tell a funny story, actually, about, um, and for the record, uh, Houston wins 5-4. 5-4, I get screwed over for the 8.5, but I'm on Houston. Whatever, it is what it is. We hit with the Houston Astros. We lose the eight and a half. We hit Chris Sale under four and a half strikeouts. We lose Valdez over four and a half strikeouts. And we hit Altuve over one and a half bases. So I guess we what? That's three and two in a game. Whatever, we'll take it. It is what it is. Hasn't been my best night. I've, I've, I've had bad luck. I'm not going to say bad beats. Just sort of things haven't gone my way. A field goal there, play here type thing. But, man, we've been on fire uh, as of late. We've been killing it. So, you know, you have to sort of roll with it a bit. And uh, we'll get back on track in the morning. But, so we got a lot of action going on now. And Teddy Covers joined us last night. And he liked the under in the Ducks and the Bears game. And it's 10-7 right now with 10 minutes left. I'm on the under here, too. I'm also on the Ducks. All right, so the new in-game total is 25 and a half. Wow. Right, what's, what's, what are you going to give me in an alternate here? So that's 9, 25 and a half, 14, two touchdowns. Gets us to 23, two touchdowns and a field goal. Beats us at 25 and a half. We can get, you see, they're not playing around. We can get a 29 and a half, but it's minus 225. I'm not in the mood for that. Sometimes I'll do it, but I'm not in the mood for that. All right. We're rolling the dice here. Some late night, uh, late night in-game gambling. Let's do it. Only, of course, if it's uh, legal wherever you are. <coughs> um, so, uh, excuse me. Uh, under 25 and a half, baby. Give me under 25 and a half. All right, this is low, but let's go. 
how low can we go? Uh, we're putting it in, and it's it's uh, spinning, and it's in. Man, I don't like my account right now. My account should have more money in it. I don't like I don't like what I'm seeing here. But as I stated, I do have a ton of action going on here still that we're looking to close out. So we'll keep you up to date with everything. So listen, we we're just talking with Steve Merrill about this, about like look-aheads and, and all this type of stuff. And listen, God bless Steve Merrill. I love him. He's been coming on our show for about 17, 18 years now. All right? So uh, me and Merrill go way back. But all those like look-ahead flat spots and all this other stuff is nothing but lip service from talk radio show hosts and from handicappers that have nothing to do with reality of the football game, baseball game, hockey game, or anything else. Like look-ahead. Travis Kelsey was on the Pat McAfee show. Listen, McAfee has the best guest in the business. Um, right? He's got Aaron Rodgers, Kelsey, whatever. He gets anybody. Oh, the NFL guy. So... Dude, he had Travis Kelsey on on a Tuesday before they played the Ravens. Kelsey didn't know they were playing the Ravens. That's Travis Kelsey. He didn't know. He's like, oh, yeah, what? Oh, yeah, really, huh? Like, you know what I mean? He wasn't lying. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? He's like, oh, okay. You know? Um, like, honestly. Like, you know what? Do you think, like, we're fans, man. We're fans. It's a job to them. Fans take this stuff more seriously and crazy than, than they do. They're worried about performing well and getting paid. They don't care who they're playing in two weeks. They're not looking ahead. They don't know. They don't know. They don't care. All right? I saw Cliff Kingsbury was asked about that when he was at Texas Tech. And it was about a flat spot, look ahead. And he said, look ahead. He said, my kids have an attention span of like 90 seconds, man. He goes, they don't know who they're playing next week. Like, uh, I, Nick Saban. I've heard Nick Saban say the same thing. You know, everybody, like, sports fans, we love sports, and we know everything about it and stuff. These guys play sports, all right? As I stated, you know, Steve's talking about, uh, and I'm not calling Merrill out, but everybody's talking about college kids looking ahead and stuff. The only thing they're looking ahead to is getting laid and getting paid. That's it. You know what I mean? I'm not saying the kid on Oklahoma doesn't know he's playing the Texas Longhorns, and the kid on Michigan and Ohio State don't know when they're playing each other at the end of the year. I, I bet you they don't know the date. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Like, yeah, we're playing, I don't know, late in November or, you know. You know what I'm saying? Like, fans, it, it's a completely different world. And Craig Carton told me a great story. And I was doing the show with Carton. And because uh, Carton's buddies were Boomer Esiason, right? So, Boomer Esiason is a pretty recognizable dude with his blonde hair. You know, he was a quarterback in the Cincinnati Bengals. Did go to a Super Bowl. Uh, pro bowler. Uh, played for the New York Jets. Has been the CBS, you know, NFL Today guy for like the last 15 years or so, give or take. You know what I'm saying? It's not like Boomer size It's just some dude, like, anonymous, like, you know. Like, you know, oh, it's just some guy. You know, people know, you, you know who Boomer Esiason is. Right? You know who Boomer Esiason is. So... There is a charity event in, in, in the New York area, and all the quarterbacks, pretty much all the NFL quarterbacks were there. You know, the big tie, all the quarter, but pretty much all the quarterbacks were there. And there were a bunch of like former quarterbacks there. And it was like, you know, people donated money to charity, and, you know, they got to like go on the field with the, 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 the you know, the legends and catch passes and. So basically, they had a thing where it was like you know Dan Marino, Boomer Esiason, like a bunch of quarterbacks and stuff, and 
and Cam Newton. And Cam Newton. So, Boomer Esiason's thrown bullets, all right? Boomer Esiason's thrown bullets. He's thrown bombs. And, like, Boomer's thrown some spirals and some tight spirals and still, still. You know what I'm saying? Cam Newton comes up to Boomer Esiason and goes, yo, man. He goes, where'd you learn to throw a football like that? He goes, uh, man, you throw a pretty good football. And Boomer goes, well, uh, I, I played a little football. I played football. And Cam says to him, you play, You ever played before? And Boomer goes, yeah, I went to the Super Bowl with the Cincinnati Bengals. And he goes, I played for the New York Jets, and I'm on CBS. I host the CBS uh, NFL. I'm a co-host of the NFL morning show, NFL, every Sunday. Boomer says that to Cam Newton. Cam Newton says, no way. Yeah? Wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> and Cam Newton had zero idea who Boomer Esiason was. Cam Newton had zero idea what the NFL CBS morning show was. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? He did not know that Boomer Esiason played in the NFL, covered the NFL, Anything. Cam Newton thought Boomer Esiason was like one of the dudes there, like part of the charity. Like so, like like NFL players, man. You know, during the week, what the hell do you think Antonio Brown's doing? You think Antonio Brown's thing? Looking at the schedule, Antonio Brown's throwing rocks at people right now. Antonio Brown is like pleasuring himself while his masseuse is sleeping, allegedly. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what the hell do you think these guys do? Like, honestly, you guys think they all go home and like look at game tape all week? What kind of world like do people live in, man? What the hell do you think these guys are doing? I'll tell you what they're doing. Right now, they're rolling with a chick on Instagram. That's what they're doing. All right? <laughs> they're rolling with a chick on Instagram. There's a couple of other dudes that are probably, like, wasted right now. And they don't want anyone knowing that they're, like, wasted and God knows what they're doing in their hotel room. Right? Like, like seriously. And, and then you get the rare few that are, like, nut jobs and into it and are, like, so, super fans. And they're the ones that end up in the media after. Like, look at Jay Cutler. Like, look at Jay Cutler's career now. Like, Jay Cutler, what? Jay Cutler's doing, like, podcast and, I don't know, like, anti-vaxxer stuff and... Everybody's trying to do the Rogan bit, say dumb things, and make a bunch of money. And and you notice, too, there's more money saying dumb things that people on the right will say because people on the left are too busy complaining to listen to anything. So, whatever. Cutler's trying to make a career for himself. But you know why, Cutler, you don't have a career like in football because you don't, you don't know anything about football. You don't like football. You were a good quarterback. You had a hell of an arm. Jay Cutler had a great arm, but you know what I mean? You know, like the guys that are passionate about the sport, they're the ones that are the analysts after. And the ones that aren't, uh, they're the ones that uh, whatever. You know, they're the ones that end up being broke after. But I always get a kick out of that about like look ahead and flat spot and, and all of that. <laughs> I'd love to do it, man. Next time we're going to get a player on. All right? I'm going to go out of my way. I'm going to get a player. I'm going to get a current player on next week. I don't even care what sport and what league it is. And I'm going to ask him. Who are you guys playing for the next two weeks? I'd like to get a Vancouver Canuck player on and ask them, who are your next six games against? What do you think they? What do you think? What, what do you think the odds are that they bang off the six for six? Or what, you know what? I guarantee you what they'll say. They'll go. I don't know. We're on the East Coast. 
You know, I don't know. I think we're going to do first trip is Philly, and then I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? East Coast. Yeah. <laughs> what, Pittsburgh? You know what I'm saying? They don't know. They don't care. They don't care, man. Look ahead. Flat spots. and Look ahead. No, no. Teams win. Teams lose. That's the way it is. Handicappers. Everyone, they can make up all their little angles and excuses they want about flat spot. And, and like I said, the other thing, and I've done it. I do it. Except the only thing is I'm right. They're wrong. I'm right about it. Um, Because, and I swear to God, and I don't want to sound like a jerk, but I already do, and I am, so it doesn't matter. But the difference is I didn't play professional hockey, but I grew up. My grandfather played professional hockey. My uncle played professional hockey. I I played a high level of hockey, and my cousin plays a high level of hockey. I could go on. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I actually sort of know, I actually know what, like, a real athlete thinks. And, like, and, you know, it's, it's, like, so, it's so, like, different than, than, like, what the fan thinks. You know, you got some nut job athletes that are crazy. Like, Steven Stamkos can tell you every goal he's ever scored in his career. Yeah, you ask Ivan Malkin uh, how many, how many goals can he remember he scored, right? It's all, it's all relative, but... I love the Cam Newton Boomer story. He had no idea. He goes, what do you what do you do for a living, man? Man, you throw good football. I played in the Super Bowl. Late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. The only place to turn for expert sports gaming. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. You're listening to the voice of authority. Actionable insights and expert analysis on daily sporting events. In other words, information you can take to the bank. Stay tuned for more sports gaming strategies that are as good as gold. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. tonight. Uh, look ahead. So I spent 20 minutes bitching about this. Hey, listen, Matthias, you, play, you played uh, college soccer. Did you look ahead? Did you know your schedule for three weeks? So, like, Did you look ahead or are you worried about like getting laid and going to Taco Bell? You know what I'm saying? Like, Look ahead. Like, What are people talking about? They're kids, man. What are they looking ahead to? <laughs> when I was a freshman and a sophomore, I actually did look at the schedule in the beginning and then not really. But you know how it is. I was well, excited, you, though. I did you were at looking schedule. at the schedule because you were like, maybe I'll get to play that day or this day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've been there. I know what you mean. 
I'm not saying no one looks at the schedule, but that, that's life of a goalkeeper. Life of a yeah, goalkeeper. I was right? a goalie too, dude. I used to look at the schedule too. But I'm that's why I'm a sports talk show. That's why you're in the business side. You love it. But I was a goalie, and I used to look, and I was a starting goalie for the hockey team. But I used to look, bro. And I used to get mad. Like, I'd look at the schedule before the year started. Like, even right away, like the first time I'd see the schedule, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm sure this is the game. They'll tell me, oh, you need a rest. You know what I mean? Like, and I'd, like, I'd get mad in advance. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm sure they're going to, like, scratch me on that one. And I was, I'd sort of look. I'd be like, yeah, no, no, that's that's a big one. That's a big one. But, like, I, you know what I mean? Like I said, a kid on Michigan knows they're playing Ohio State. They know they're playing the Michigan State Spartan. But I guarantee you they're not like, oh, yeah, it's Indiana, Purdue, Northwestern, like, rattling them off. You know what I'm saying? I think once the you other thing is that level, you play so many games, though. You know, once you get to a pro level and you play so many games. Oh, God, so if you're in the places, NBA, you just don't care. That's when you forget. You yeah, know, you, you just go, don't you got a 15-game season. You, you kind of know who you got. Yeah, I guarantee you college kids don't. It's like bands, man. There's a reason why they have to, like, write, like, in front of them what city they're in. Hell, I don't even remember what city I'm in half the time. I wake up sometimes, I'm like, where am I? Takes me a couple of seconds, then I remember. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Late night anger management class, bring it. Coming to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, with the sports gaming strategies and information you won't find anywhere else. 